Hello and welcome to the podcast version of Kenya's biggest conversation that's broadcast live every weekday morning from 6 to 10 a.m. on Spice FM. Hit subscribe for more thought-provoking conversations with your hosts Eric Latif, Ndu Oko and C.T. Muga and who's who of an eclectic mix of guests from the world of politics, policy, business and culture. This is a Situation Room podcast. Enjoy. We are joined by a judge of the Employment and Labor Relations Court, the Honorable Justice Nzioki Wamakao. Good morning, Judge. Good morning. Karibu sana to Kenya's biggest conversation. Thank you for having me. Uh-huh. It's an awesome opportunity for us to discuss a few issues. Very good. That is a hot seat of the Situation Room. You can Indeed, see it, it is. It's raised. <laughs> <laughs> You're right there. You're in the dock. Yep. <laughs> Yeah, it's, I am. it's you to answer the questions. Thank you. You're here this morning to tell us about the Employment and Labor Relations Court, and it's also the ELRC's service week. You'll tell us about that and what you've been doing. Judge, yes. the Employment and Labor Relations Court, we've had um, two judges so far from the ELRC in the show. Right. And they've explained to us what the court does right. uh, in terms of looking at the employment and labor relations in the country. Now, you're having a service week. Tell us about the service week and what it means. Well, the court was one of the offshoots of the 2010 constitution. If you recall, uh, previously the court was under the Ministry of Labor. And in the new constitution, Kenyans clamored for a court that was at the same level as the high court. As a result of that, uh, judges were appointed to that court come 2012. Uh, I was one of the 12 that were appointed. And we were to celebrate our 10 years last year. Mm. But due to lack of finances, Mm. uh, we were unable to mount any celebration. So we started our celebrations sometime last year, which will culminate in a symposium this year. Mm. Now, as a result of the various things we wanted to bring to the fore, one of the key uh, aspects is something that ties in very well with the goal and vision of the Chief Justice, which is sustaining judicial transformation uh, through uh, social transformation. So in the social transformation that is espoused by the current Chief Justice, we are now looking to making sure that cases get out of the system as fast as possible. That has always been the goal, but there is a more uh, pressing need for us to do so because the needs have increased as we've gone on. People have become more aware, more people are coming to our courts. People who would ordinarily have been quiet and complacent and not bothered to take up matters are now coming to court. So we need to have a very innovative way of clearing the cases that come before us. And one of the ways we had was a service week where we would focus on hearing cases because when you hear a case and give a judgment, it gives it closure, at least at the level where we are. Uh, Parties still have an option to go to the Court of Appeal and even the Supreme Court in certain instances. Now for our court to celebrate this great event, we have a series of service weeks planned. This was the first one that we had in Nairobi. I know courts in Kisumu will have uh, a service week. The judges in Mombasa will have a service week, Nakuru, uh, and so on, so that we can clear as many cases as possible. What we do in a service week is we focus only on hearing cases. Of course, there'll be one or two other cases that will come up either for directions or mention, but 
the main goal of the service week is to have cases heard. So we had um, a service week and uh, during the service week, two of the judges who formed the Nairobi complement were unavailable. So the rest of us were able to hear 105 matters, mm. 105 cases heard and concluded mm. in just mm. five days or seven days. Yes, five days, Monday to Friday. Mm. Okay. Heard and concluded. Yes, heard and concluded from the start of the case to the end of the case. So I'm curious as to how that happens in five days when you have 105 Hear cases me. heard, concluded, judged. No, no, no. Judgment now is to come, is to come after, later after a while because normally what advocates will say yeah. is that at the end of the case, they want to file some submissions sure. and then you have a small window in which to do that and then mm -hmm. we give you a date for judgment so then how come you're able to do that in five days 105 and then not it's be able to do that during a regular yes it's because now we took out every other thing and what are these other things essentially that applications okay. and i think that's one of the things that really bogs the judicial system because you have a case that might be ready for hearing but somebody finds something to need to pick about and so they'll come with an application and that delays the whole thing because when there's an application you'll hear the application give a decision after your decision there might be another application because of your decision where they say now give us a stay pending appeal we want to go on a court of appeal we do not agree with you on this point and then you have to make a determination on that and when you're done with that the other side might start another application so they can keep you in a circus of sorts so in this case there's a refusal for those things to happen it's eric and ct come before mm -hmm. during the service week they come before and say this is the issue so we're saying okay hear your side hear your side then let's go through the process and let's finish this thing today what we do is that mm -hmm. we pick out matters first which are old which mm -hmm. have been in the system for long okay and two which are ready for hearing mm. not at the beginning of the suit meaning it's not a case that was just filed a week ago right but one that has actually now all the documents are on record matured parties are ready to proceed mm. ordinarily it should be within a month of having filed because ideally you file a suit the other party has 21 days in our court to respond mm. after the close of the 21 days if the other side has anything to respond to it could take at the most seven days so you start the case serve the notices etc that should take you not more than a week then 21 days and then another one week and in less than two months the case can actually be ripe for hearing unfortunately uh, after the close of pleadings mm -hmm. Uh, sometimes that's when the party begins where advocates or parties ad people <laughs> clients start moving this thing around mm -hmm. to the point that you don't get it heard and then of course there's the unfortunate situation where occasionally you'll come and the judge is not available mm. uh, or uh, the matter is not listed those small hitches can also push a case away and then unfortunately given that we had a shortfall in the number of judges who were needed for the court who had been appointed uh, the cases kept piling up slowly over the years when i was appointed a judge we had 15 slots that were available for judges to occupy but they only appointed 12 of us which means we went in short of three already at the beginning mm. and then we waited for so long before another uh, 10 were appointed unfortunately before they were sworn in by the former uh, president 
One passed away in a road accident, a gentleman who we would have loved to have on the bench, someone who knew the law, mm. someone who was very good in labor matters. He was called Mr. Okecha. Unfortunately, he passed on before he was appointed. Mm. He was one of the better judges of the employment court we didn't have to help move this discourse a bit forward. Mm. But thankfully now we have an additional nine judges who are, as you probably might and have realized have helped move uh, the ball forward we are getting more cases de- resolved kisumu now has two judges mombasa uh, has two judges the judge who had been posted to malindi went there and cleared all the cases so they closed the malindi station mm. so we are we are getting somewhere at least uh, right now the cases from malindi are handled by mombasa mm. and it's comfortable and so we are hopeful that over time we will be able to meet the needs of the people of Kenya in having justice as speedily as it should be. Mm. So that's one of our hopes uh, because of the numbers that we have. Mm. Yes. This 105, because yes. it's a very interesting uh, uh, achievement. Right. 105 cases heard and concluded in five days. Right. And you've told us, you first looked at what are those cases that we'd like to deal with in these five days. You right. looked at uh, the old cases, you looked at those ones that were ripe for hearing. Mm-hmm. You know, they've already gone through the uh, preliminary stages. Yes. What list did you come up with at the beginning? It had a hundred and at least minimum, 166. Uh, those are the ones that were concluded completely because some were actually dismissed where mm. you call out and the parties don't show up give them a chance to appear they don't show up so those were dismissed within those five days yes Mm. Uh, then an additional 360 were given uh, either um, justice if you may just hold that thought yes let's explain when you say dismissed what do you mean we terminated the case the Uh, the case is now dead so dismissed so what does that mean it means you were given a chance to come for the hearing on that day you didn't show up we throw out your case so whoever brought the case to the court, yes, you that lost. matter is now f- it's now finished, and it's you closed. can't you can't rejig it or you restart it again. You could try, but it's really uh, a hard hurdle <laughs> to cross because one, by the time we are dismissing, we have to be sure that you are aware the case was coming up. Mm. Either you are the one who took the date, we've tried to get an explanation around it. You are unavailable. Your lawyer has no explanation as to why you're absent. We throw it out please continue it's now yes. clear in my mind yes and yes. then now others were um, given additional directions because mm. you see there's some which may have at first flash appeared to be ready mm. then when they come they say oh sorry judge you know our witness um, was dismissed the other day or so and so passed away and yeah. so we need to substitute that person mm. To come and testify and so for that you really can't push them to a hearing because something unforeseen has come up that has disrupted that and so 360 matters have um, uh, additional directions to be given in total they handled uh, the entire court handled 551 cases 551 in that one week. in that one week yes satisfactorily because we had trade unions normally will come to register agreements they have with employers mm-hmm. We were able to register 53 of them, and then 38 were deferred for one reason or the other. Most of the time, we like getting a confirmation from the employer that they do not object to the document that has been presented, because the document goes from the union and the employer to the Ministry of Labor, who go through it, 
and then they forward. The Ministry of Labor is the one that forwards it to court. When it gets to court, you might find that uh, because of economic circumstances, mm. something may have changed, which the Ministry of Labor may have noted and said, this is an issue they need to look at as the people who are agreeing to this new arrangement. And so when it comes, the employer might say, you know, with these economic times, mm. maybe the increase I had proposed here, I may want to cut off 0.5% or mm. maybe 1%. So they may need to go back and negotiate or someone may have a change of mind. And so they, we give them the opportunity to object or accept the registration. If they all are in agreement, then it's registered. Register. Yes. How many judges handled these 551 cases? There were 10 judges. So that was a total of 50. That's 10 cases per day. On an ordinary day, like today, I have two hearings. Mm. So ha having an additional eight, eight means <laughs> you really have to push yourself on, uh, to do... On your afterburners. Mm. Yes. So it's possible. It is possible mm. if all parties are in agreement. Mm. Because you see, if, for instance, the two cases I have before me, I'm hopeful that the parties will be ready to proceed today. But sometimes you'll go to court and find someone not ready to proceed. To proceed. Yes. What is the nature of these cases that we're looking at? Because that could pose as an element then of challenge mm -hmm. when we're talking about the reason why maybe some of these cases take so much time. Well, mm. our cases are between an employer and an employee mm -hmm. or a trade union uh, and an employer or the federation of um, employers and uh, a, a claimant and a former employee of one of their clients mm. so it might just be narrowed to those uh, areas though of course other issues may crop up in an employment dispute such as constitutional um, issues but mainly it's just employee employer relations yeah so that's what compounds me com mm -hmm. compounds it for me then mm -hmm. because i mean you talk about the straightforwardness of some of these it's clear who is going to be between mm -hmm. former mm -hmm. employer employee mm -hmm. unions etc etc right, right. so then the details of why then it takes so long to be is, heard to be heard is not mm -hmm. necessarily because of the nature of the case but because of other intervening other things the like system i told you advocates one. know that they can come and ask for a mischief for example so exactly so it's external mischief here that could be played let me put it this way mm. and i hope uh, some people don't want to crucify me after i say this mm. <laughs> <Wow>. um, <laughs> you see if i am the one who's done wrong to you Ndu, mm. it is in my interest for that not to be concluded because I do not want to face the consequences of what I did. Mm. So I'll play all manner of tricks to try and delay you getting that resolution that you want, the closure that you want, which is a judgment in your favor, or at least a determination on the issue that yes, Nzioki wronged you. He should pay you this for having uh, made sure that you worked overtime and never paid you, refused to give you leave, all those small, small things that employers do. So it could be one party may want to delay. Mm. The other side might be that the one who brought the case does not want it concluded either. Mm. Wants to keep holding it over the head of this employer. Mm. So that the employer always has to say, oh no, we are going back again. Oh, so man, they just that... wanted to punish yes. the employer. Yes, That's exactly. it. My joy is just yes. being a nuisance. <laughs> So you keep them in that system for a while, not really looking forward to the end of that case. Yeah. But the ones who definitely are 
keen to have matters concluded, we get cases resolved very quickly. There are some cases which you will find on the website Kenya Law, which were filed last year, and right now they're already concluded. Isn't it interesting then that, I mean, then as a judge of this court, mm -hmm. then your hands are somewhat tied, isn't it? Because you know mm -hmm. what these guys are up to. They know you, you know. <laughs> <laughs> they also know you know mm -hmm. what's up, but you have to grant them a stay if they ask for it. You have to grant them many no, things. Not necessarily. I believe I'm one of the ones... Uh, some of them oh, I not really like. like. What yeah. you're doing. Yeah, <laughs> because... You are the unpopular ones. Uh, I'm one of those <laughs> because I do not like uh, people dancing around something when they can actually have it resolved. Mm. And when I went to Nyeri, I was there very briefly in 2018, 2019. And my reception was at first a bit lukewarm <laughs> because the lawyers... Well, they didn't understand why I'm really pushing them to have cases determined. But by the end of the first few months, I think it was about four to five months, they realized it was to their advantage because they were getting cases resolved quickly. If they disagreed with my decision, they could go to the Court of Appeal. Mm. And at that time, because there was a Court of Appeal sitting in Nyeri, they could get their cases tracked quickly and they have a determination. So... In my service there, I ended up uh, doing something that hadn't been done in a while, I mm -hmm. believe. I cleared 497% of the cases that are there. <laughs> so I left the station. By the time I was coming to Nairobi, Justice Maraga just kept telling me, Joki, I think you need to close this place. Come to Nairobi, <laughs> where, there are, where there are more cases. Uh, so he brought me to Nairobi on two or three occasions to hear cases because I didn't have so many in Nyeri. Mm. So I'd come in for a week, hear cases in Nairobi, go back to Nyeri, and then deliver judgments for the cases in Nairobi, the ones in Nyeri. I handled Meru as well. And so we were able to clear quite a lot. And I had two gentlemen to thank that for. Uh, that is Mr. Mugambi and Mr. Odinga. Uh, those were my court clerks in Nyeri. When mm. I got in, they told me, Judge, for you to be able to clear the backlog, as well as the new cases, you have to have a mix of the two. There's a formula we've worked out. Mugambi is a very good mathematician. He mm. worked out a formula <laughs> where he knew how many cases, because of the statistics we had in the registry, were to be listed every single day before me so that I could clear both the old cases and, and the new ones. cases. And by the time I was leaving, the cases were current because they were able to do... And the, the lawyers backlog. were willing to embrace the no adjournment policy that I introduced in that court mm. and they would come and you'd hardly hear anyone saying I wish to apply for an adjournment because you only apply for an adjournment when either the claimant is sick and there's proper evidence for it the lawyer is unwell or someone is deceased mm. any and other reason documentary evidence. Uh, every other reason <laughs> we continue we continue without yeah, you. and you get a determination some were actually um, happy with that because it cleared some of the cases they had in their offices and they were able to now attract new clients because you'd say, ah, at least you see, I move cases. Mm. Come to me. <laughs> Justice, we're about Let's to take go a break. to a break. Yes. Anyway, I'll ask the question after the break. Hold it. Yes. Hold it. Mm. 
Justice Nzioki Wamakao is a judge of the Employment and Labor Relations Court. It's been in operations uh, for how long now? For 11, this is the 11th, the 11th year. year. The 11th year. And he's been there since the beginning. So this court basically is, what do we call those courts? It's a, it's it's, a what court of? It's of the same status as the, as high, the high court. court. Yes. So it's a high court, environment and land court, employment and labor and relations court. There we go. Though I got the order wrong. Mm. I might be crucified by others. <laughs> it's supposed to be high court yeah. because that was the original court that was there, then mm. the employment and labor relations court, and the and last court that was inaugurated was the, the environment, environment and, land court. and land court. In the same year, though, in November of 2012, mm. ours was in July. Okay. Yes. Same year. Previously, this was under the Ministry of Labor as the yes. Industrial Court. Yes. We are talking about the work that they've been doing at the Employment and Labor Relations Court. They've just concluded, they concluded the Employment and Labor Relations Court Service Week as they are marking their 10 years in office on the 11th year. Well, because of various other factors that he's told us about. There'll be a symposium later this year and he'll tell us about it as well. So as we take this break, Judge, uh, you can see what's happening on the road. Uh, and yeah, you I've can just seen the floods. Uh, it's, it's, it's just, it's, it's crazy this morning. I thought I had it rough because there were some spots on the highway you'd have to pause because there's a pedestrian walking. Yeah. You can't drive. The guys behind you want you to move. But I mean... It's, it should not be right for you to splash water on anyone. If you've ever walked on the streets of Nairobi and you become a driver, you do not want that. You don't want that yeah. at <laughs> all, at all. Yeah. In this break, Judge, we usually call it the Minute Maid Break. This is the Situation Room, the only way to start your day. City, here's your moment. This is my moment. This is it. And it's not a Minute Maid moment. No. Okay. <laughs> it's a post-Minute Maid moment. <laughs> You know, I was thinking as uh, the justice was speaking about the 490 cases mm. that he completed within a record 497 percent. Yes, 497 percent. Mm. Why? Okay, 497 cases. Mm. Okay, percentage. Which, well, I, I, you know, I'm stuck on this cases thing. You can call it percentage if you like. Mm. But anyway, it was an enormous feat. Now, what I was wondering was, mm. among the three things I'm wondering, wondering number one, is it that after you laid the strict rule of the law and made it clear to those who populate your court the ground rules by which you're going to function that after a while people would sort out their matters elsewhere before coming to you no they would still come cases will still be filed even right now we have a judge in nyeri mm. um, he's handling quite a big chunk of uh, the northern part of the republic and the cases are still there good yeah now, w when you look at these cases, is there a commonality? Is, is there uh, a trend? Is there a thread that one sees? Because, yes, they're labor-related cases, but of what specific nature do you see recurring over and over and over? The thread is very simple. You all know that when an employer uh, wishes to terminate the... Services. Yes, <laughs> when they want to terminate the services of an employee... Mm. Uh, many of them will do it in ways that are not legal, and that's where the problem is. Mm. It's just a lack of understanding of the law, lack of appreciation of the ramifications of not doing what is right under the law. Because if employers just simply followed Section 41 of the Employment Act, I would not have a problem in court. Mm. To be honest, we'd only have issues with maybe trade unions trying to register uh, a CBA, uh, negotiating trying to get new members, all those squabbles that would be 
interesting. Or issuing a strike notice. And yes, such. yes. Those would be interesting. But we would not be stuck in this rigmarole of hearing an employee who was told, just get out of my office. I don't care. Go. And mm. the employee goes. Yeah, the employee goes, but he'll come to court. For something, the employer could simply have said, mm. this is the way I need to operate. I need to operate within the law. The law says I need to let this employee know the reason why I'm getting rid of this employee. I need to have the employee with a person of their own choice, listening to this explanation and then listening to what the employee has to say and then making the decision to terminate or not. If that was done. We do not, uh, would not be here. And unfortunately, uh, most employers know the law. They just refuse to obey the law. Why do you think they refuse to obey the law, Judge? Because of impunity. Is it only that? Is it impunity only on the part of the employer? Well, most of the disputes you'll see mm. are not employer versus employee. Most of the disputes in our court will be employee versus employer. Mm. Why? The employer, the employees are grieved. Yes. Why? Because the employer has said, I don't care, I will do whatever I want. And by the time this person gets justice in our court system, it will take time. They will suffer. Some even give up. Mm. Yeah. Let's flip the coin just a little bit for this conversation, just to spice it up. Mm -hmm. Okay? You have this employee who is basically just... Okay, you know what I mean. It's just creative. You know what I mean. Okay, mm -hmm. there you go. You have tried talking to them and all, and then they, you know, they are. So you've you've come to the end mm -hmm. of the tether and patience and everything. And you know, okay, so if I start this whole process of okay, the first time I show show cause letter, oh, shall have a disciplinary hearing, welcome them to a disciplinary hearing. This is basically dragging me, my time, and the time of other employees whom have, will have to sit as witnesses into this. Just dragging many, us. Eric, and this, let me ask, this how many minutes <laughs> employee needs to get out of here? No. How many <laughs> minutes of your time will you waste there? The maximum period you'd spend is two weeks. Suspend the employee, listen to the employee, make your decision. Two weeks, 14 days only. It, it took longer for the floods in the days of Noah. <laughs> 14 days only. I mean, surely. And you go through that and process. And then you will, most employees, once you take them through that process and you're fair in how you do it, many of them won't bother coming to our court. And two, if they come to our court, I'll be very happy to dismiss the case. Because, because they've gone through the process. Yes, and they have no reason bringing the employer before me. Mm. There are some where you'll find, if you read, mm. uh, where we mm. say, case dismissed, employee to pay the costs. Because why are you dragging this employer to court? And you know very well that you're on the you wrong. are taken through the process. You are wrong. You know it. Others even admit it in writing. Then mm. they come to court. Mm. Sure. <laughs> so then we're saying essentially that the majority of the cases that we see at least between employer and employee mm -hmm. is because there was a procedure at the organization that was not carried out in the manner in which it ought to have Under been the law. and the law yes. and then this individual then ends up being aggrieved yes not necessarily so is it possible then that this employee this individual may have actually been in the wrong but because of procedural and mm -hmm. legal issues yes certain things were not followed and yes. this person could actually come out and have a Successful. case won in their favor. Yes, we've had so many in our court. If the employers were just a bit more intelligent and decide to follow the law, they would save themselves a lot of money. They would. Again. They would never need 
Sorry, I'm being a bit unkind. No, it's but no. they just need to follow the law. Simple, follow it's, the law. It's follow the law. If you like just follow the law, it's blanket. It the law is clear. Helps you in the long run. You don't end up paying for something mm. that you know it was right for me to let go of this employee. But because I used emotions instead of logic and reasoning, I end up paying again. So the best is follow the law. So Simple. the advice to any employer is follow the law. At that moment when you are really livid, yes, take a moment, calm Please. down, take some minute made. Count ten minutes. Calm down. Ten times. <laughs> go and look at the law. Think through the next steps. Yes, and before then call you your actually HR the and tell them, please process this. I have this issue, mm. so and so, and then. Have the law followed once that's done you're covered context though judge many of the cases that you were talking about mm -hmm. if you look at the scale and size of the employer many of them are smes aren't they some are but you also have big shots who don't follow the law mm. <laughs> what's the percentage um, is it more of the cases that are involve employees of a big enterprise that has all these departments has a legal department as an hr department or is it uh involving employers who basically are a single entity it's like me and city we are employers and we you are may find those single <laughs> entities handle discipline cases a lot better than some of the big shots mm. so it's not even so much about size it's a question of what is the appreciation of that enterprise yeah. as to what the law is and what is the best way to resolve a dispute there are so many cases that uh, come our way and they are necessary mm. and it's just because of someone refusing to follow the law yeah. if i have a disagreement with a colleague yes and the disagreement has to do with what the colleague thinks is the way i work or the way i represent my work and i disagree with their opinion on the matter and if they make the matter uh, an HR issue where letters are written or they impute my incompetence, whereas in my view, no such incompetence exists, is that a matter I take to the high court or is that a matter I bring to your courts? It's an employment issue. Performance is an employment issue. Performance is an employment yes. issue. So if someone imputes my capacity mm. to actually carry out the duties that I have, and then proceeds to even present written documentations as to what it is that they consider to the impropriety that are brought into the service. That is a labor-related issue. Unless, Unless there is defamation involved, and mm. even if there is defamation, that mm. can still be handled in our court. That is why the court was elevated to the level of the high court. If there is a labor issue that exists, and that labor issue touches on the other periphery issues such as defamation, mm. you can file a suit for the resolution of the labor matter All right. mm -hmm. alongside mm -hmm. the defamation you don't sever the case we don't tell you now for defamation and a high court mm -hmm. yeah we deal you deal with it yes and when judgments on such matters are issued mm -hmm. what is the level of um let me do kind word compensation that uh, <laughs> your courts <laughs> uh, there are some generous awards that have been made by that court mm -hmm. yeah there are generous awards that have been made by the court. Is it all depends on on the person aggrieved, 
the kind of breach that took place because you see some of these things are just so outrageous hmm? that the employer or the person involved has to be sufficiently punished by way of those damages is there is, is there a set limit no it's discretion of the judge it's the you remember i have said you have to show the damage that you was caused to you yes and i cannot give you as a judge more than you asked for so you, you say limit. you say i was defamed as my employer dismissed me this is what they did they published this in the newspapers they did this online you put a figure on it mm. if your magic number is 10 million that's the maximum i can give you yeah. if it is more and you prove it you will get it mm. if it is less and you prove it you will get it so it all depends on where you place yourself mm. enforcement though <laughs> i can assure you our orders are normally obeyed Hmm. even by the republic even by the government yes. even by the republic i gave an order that was not very pleasant to some people mm. i stopped the appointment of cs's at one point yeah and they obeyed it mm. parliament didn't proceed with the vetting, with the vetting. <clears throat> they did not take any step they waited for the case to be determined mm. once the case was determined they able to now proceed okay. mm. yes. you know we've been, we've been asking denis tumbi to buy us some lunch he got some Uh, good orders from the courts <laughs> on the matter of how he was dismissed in the previous administration he's just been sworn in this morning as a cs so denis itumbi kumbeli pata pesa na nasema akupata judge andrew franking is asking are there cases that come before your court and you can clearly see this does not belong here um actually we don't have jurisdiction for this or maybe you do but then it would better be handled by another court for example He's asking are there cases that come to your court that should actually be in the small claims court um there are cases that come to us which could be in the correct forum which should be the magistrates court unfortunately if you file a case in our court and it is meant to be in the other court decisions have been made that you cannot transfer that which is an illegality so we will not transfer the case the only time we can transfer a case to the magistrates court is if the case was filed long before we separated the magistrates court mm. uh, matters from our court matters mm. and then you can push it to the magistrates court otherwise ideally if it was meant for the magistrates court and is filed in our court you mm. cannot transfer it downwards you let them go and file at the magistrate's court i see mm -hmm. so the link to that does the aj does an um, alternative justice system does it play out within your court as well indeed it does and then are there provisions as well for things like mediation right. or must it then go through <coughs> one of the things actually that was very very well uh, laid out even before the start of this court was a process of conciliation and mediation mm -hmm. at the ministry of mm -hmm. labor i don't know whether you've heard of labor officers or conciliators they normally are officials from the ministry of labor who are in various outposts and when a dispute arises a report is made to the labor officer mm -hmm. when the labor officer receives the report from the employee or employer because employers also make reports 
the labor officer will try and resolve that dispute by mediating between the two parties. Mm -hmm. If the parties feel the mediation should not be at that level, they write to the minister requesting for a conciliator to be appointed. Mm -hmm. Now, a conciliator takes the role of an arbitrator whose determination will be binding on the parties and the only recourse is for them to come to our court mm. if they wish to reverse what the conciliator holds. Mm. So the conciliator is appointed by the minister, parties give their submissions to the conciliator, the conciliator makes a report and that report binds the parties. If a party does not agree with what is in that, then the only challenge is to our court. Mm. So that has already existed in our court system right. uh, before. But even with the new look at um, various aspects of um, judicial service, we now have a mediation that can be initiated by the court. Mm. Court next mediation where yeah. we receive cases. When they are sifted at the very first stage, you realize this is a matter that parties can actually talk and agree on. Say, in a case where uh, I'm an employee of uh, Muga and I am told leave, but they pay me everything except for one item, which is leave. Mm. Mm. And the leave that I claim was due was 21 days. He says my leave was 10 days and that it had been paid. Mm. I mean, for that, you don't really need to go for a hearing, mm. per se. Mm. So we can be told to go through this other system where we sit, because it might be just a question of calculation, reconciling records, and we can actually have it determined through conciliation, uh, or mediation, rather. Yeah. And at that point, if it is an to the court, then we will go discuss out there, come back and record it before the court. Mm and say, yes, we have had an agreement. This is what we agreed, that uh, the days that I'm entitled to now are not even 21, they're 11, mm. and the check even has been prepared, so this yeah. matter can be closed. I'm happy. And then that's it. Okay. Yeah. So there are matters which can be diverted to mediation, there are others which can be taken to conciliation, yes. in case somebody jumps the gun and rushes to court instead of going through the process at the ministry. We can take them there. Or if, in my own estimation, it can be determined uh, through a settlement. There's once I had a case before me where a lawyer had sued a law firm. Mm. And from the way I saw them interacting, I thought it might be easier if they just settled it. Because you see, there are relationships that may continue over time. Yes. You'll still be engaging in court, you might be opposite each other at a point, and you don't want to have that cut yeah. uh, and fine uh, slice of everything. Mm. So I looked at it and I told them, please go and have a discussion. Mm. And I think they were able to settle on account of the prompting of the court. Of the court. Mm. Because I told them, no, just try and talk. You, the dispute here is just about X, Y, Z. Why don't you just have a chat? A chat about it. Because yeah. if you come to me, I may just... No, I'll decide it as a court. But you see, it, mm. once I decide it, it can break a relationship. A relationship that, that should. Have it doesn't need to break. Mm. It doesn't need to break, yes. Judge, are there things that the Employment and Labor Relations Court, as you mark this 10, 11 years uh, since it was established, are there things that you think maybe ought to be done? For example, hiring of more judges. What, How many judges do you think are optimal for this court? Uh, what kind of budget does it need? How many stations does it need to have? Indeed, we need more judges for the court. 
I will not keep uh, harping on the fact that at the first instance we had three less than we were supposed to have and by the time we were having the new lot appointed there was one less so indeed we do need more however with the ability now to hear cases through the online system we're mm. using virtual hearings we've brought all corners of the country closer it's just that challenges of ICT in other places might play in, but um, we can comfortably say we are at a better position now than we were two or three years ago. Of course we can get to a better position if we had maybe two or three additional judges. You heard the judge in Nyeri serves Meru. The judge in Nyeri will sit in uh, Meru from time to time. Unfortunately, by the time I was leaving, they had whittled down the period in which I could serve there. I used to go there once a month. It was reduced to once every two months. And of course, cases pile up. Yeah. And they need a judge who will be able to serve that region. Because you see, the judge in Nyeri serves Moranga, Nyeri, Kirenyaga, Tarakanithi, Embu County, Masabit. Laikipia, parts of Nyandarua, all the way up, up, up to the border with Ethiopia. Wow. So, if there's a dispute out there in the north, mm. you can imagine. There's once I had a case, a gentleman came to my court and it was in Meru. He says, it took me two days to get here. And now they're telling me we go and I come back again. Judge, I don't know how many times I can do this. Mm. So I told the other side, you have had his plea. I will sit here until, until afternoon. Done. We will have to hear you. Mm. Call your witness, tell them to travel. So we had the claimant, the respondent's witness traveled, they came, we had, I was able to close that matter. But you can imagine that's just one of many mm. of people who, um, who suffer because of distance. Yeah, because of things mm. that they... Judge, thank you very much for joining us today and congratulations to the court for all the work that you've done and we hope that you can be having more arise, you know, this kind of weeks so that you speed up the cases. That there are a few more slated for this year. Good. Justice Nzioki Omakao is from the Employment and Labor Relations Court. He's been here telling us about this court and what work it's done over the last 10 years. How about that? You made it to the end of today's podcast. You clearly ooze stamina. Guess what? Just hit subscribe at Standard Media Podcast, Apple Podcast, Google Podcast, Spotify, or wherever else you get your podcasts from. Our podcasts drop daily. From me and the team, catch you next time. Bye-bye.